Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode of the Flats and Shanks podcast. We are doing some summer specials, post-summer warm-up internationals, post-squad announcement sometimes, like today, and Tommy... Post-baby as well. Post-baby. Tommy, I've missed you. Post-baby. I've missed you too. But congratulations on the birth, on the both, I think you said both, um, of Steve Borthwick, of your fourth girl, mate. Um, huge congrats. Thanks. I'm not sure if I'm going to send a present through this time. Don't bother, mate. There's no point sending clothes through, is there? Because I don't want anything. There's have... not one object I want. My house is rammed to the gills what about, with crap. What about a robot Hoover? Yep, I love that. Electric bike? You can never have or enough. Two. You can never have enough. I've also got a robot Hoover. (laughs) Don't use it. Not allowed to use it. Because it will not be good enough. Don't use that. They're rubbish. How do you know? You've never used it. Do not put that on. They're rubbish. You've never used it. You've never used one. Yeah, but they're terrible. What about some earplugs? Well, thought about that. I even got myself some deluxe ones for the last baby, but my collie doesn't like them. So I just, just, like I did last night, just um, drink a bit of... um, I have a lovely bit of flat iron steak and some vintage uh, 2012 Paul Roger champagne before bed and I slept like a baby. What about a latex boob so you can help feed? Um, no, I'm all right, thanks. Quite enjoying not feeding. Um, I get, I tell you what I get, I get, this is the rub. Jealous? I get the resentment, <laughs> I get the resentment in the morning when I say, how was she last night? And I get that look, which is, <sighs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like I'm exhausted. So that's the bad bit. 
because I haven't got boobs. I have got boobs, but they don't produce milk. And But the rub is that I slept for eight and a half hours last night. Or eight oh. hours, eight hours. So pros and cons. Yeah. Pros and cons. Yeah. But four girls. So right now, you wouldn't know this, but I'm sitting on the first floor of my house. And it's a Georgian house. So it's, it's old and it's creaky. Georgian and I've bloke. Got, yeah. And I've got... Downstairs, I've got my wife, my mother-in-law, the new baby, um, who is called Gigi, by the way. The chef. And the chef and the toddler, Hetty, and the 11-year-old daughter, 13-year-olds at her friends for a sleepover. And I know they're dancing because the windows and doors on this floor are shaking and there are ornaments, I say an ornament, like books and cups and stuff on a shelf that are vibrating here. So that is what's happening in my house. My house literally shakes. There are so many. I am literally, I'm picturing now uh, Mary Poppins when they fire the cannon from the top of the, <laughs> from the top of the house and everything shakes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, oh. it's carnage, but it's, um, it's lovely. We've, we've been it day three and we've been back to hospital both days. Nothing serious. Just little checking a few little bits, but everything's good. And um, we, well, <clears throat> we were in Devon on holiday, and this is what happened two years ago with Hetty, with the toddler, and we just had her in Devon. But then things started to happen in the early hours in Devon. I was like, do you know what? Should we just get the kids up early-ish and wait for the toddler to wake up, get the big girls up, and just go back to Bath? Because it's an extra hour in the car. It's two hours instead of one. And then we're at home and all that stuff. And it, we did we did that, and it wasn't till the day and a bit later that she was actually born so good time we came home well yeah we, we, we will go back to devon at some point uh for a couple of weeks just because the big girls are desperate to see all their mates down there and whatever but um the big question yeah. i got is when are you gonna have the snip well i've been googling it actually <laughs> um, what, do it yourself well i was thinking about paulie our mate paulie he he went out he knows everyone in bath so he decided to go further afield so he had someone he didn't know do it and he went down to Westbury on Trim and he walked in and someone said, oh, Mr. Powell. And he was like, oh, God, I even, he knew somebody there. So I'm thinking I might get it done in London so that, like, I don't go into a clinic and then, like, my female neighbour walks in and says, oh, flats. I hope you get a sponsored one so you have to do, like, an ad, put ad after it, <laughs> sort of before and after. <laughs> Mate, you would be amazed. I could just imagine you this would be massive, amazed. this, you know, like, when cats have um, a little operation they've got to shave the skin so it's like bare <laughs> yeah. I can imagine your ball sack like that <laughs> <laughs> I put a big cone on it <laughs> not even a very big cone just a cone but I uh, you've been mate after the last baby so you can't lick them like straight away yeah well yeah I'm not very flexible after the last baby straight away like this time the girls are like my big girls are like you're gonna put an Instagram post on daddy let us pick the picture and I was like oh, I haven't thought about that yet like I'm I will do I will do they're desperate like they're downstairs planning it now and okay fine but the last one you, know, you wouldn't believe the brands that come out of the woodwork and say would you like some of our stuff like and it's you, th- you think to yourself oh happy days but actually when you think about it loads of them are like yeah we, we need you to do this 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 I'm like mate right. I've got a baby I'm not planning social media like i couldn't give a monkeys about that stuff so it's like and now it's a fourth girl we basically we don't have to buy anything at we've got everything we've got everything so it's like yeah would you like some free toys no i will pay someone to remove toys from my house it's got a bloody rocking unicorn now just got a present for the toddler because she's had a baby yeah got a new baby sister you know what i mean i'm gonna anyway. I'll, i'm gonna buy freya a present what are you gonna buy her 
Don't know. Well, I sort of know. Just pop down there. Ann Summers. That's <laughs> <laughs> waiting for it. <laughs> no, I'll get us something nice, like some. I'll some, give it a couple of weeks. Some to face you. cream or something. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I tried my best to. Um, I tried my best to. I, I like at these point at these times you know, rant around childbirth. I like to talk about how painful shoulder reconstructions are in the days following. Yes. My point is this, Tommy. In the moment, it is nowhere near as bad because you're unconscious, so it's nowhere near as bad having a shoulder up. But in the days that follow, I've I've now been you know got four kids, so I've been around a bit, and in the days that follow. What I was not doing was hopping in the shower, carrying baby or a toddler up and down the stairs, walking to the shop. No That's way. what I was not doing. All right. So mm. I'm just, I'm not saying it's worse. I'm just saying, ladies, don't write us off. The pain of the stretching you've got to go through as well with your shoulder to get mate movement back. It, oh, mate. It's up there with childbirth, it's, mate. Again, not saying it's worse. Saying don't write us off. Okay, Tommy. Mm. Um, you had any more kids? Can't, mate. Can't. Oh, of course you can't. Yeah. No. Yeah, I do. I need to book it in. I need to book it in. Um, do you know what Freya said, though? Like, the day before we had the baby, she's like, no, don't do it straight away. What's the point in doing it straight away? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean, what is the point? <laughs> we can just wait a year or something. It all seems really sudden. It's like, right, do you want any more children? And she said, definitely not. I was like, right, why would I not get it done? Give me one reason that makes any sort of sense and there wasn't one but she doesn't doesn't want me to do it do i still need permission from her to do it um yeah you do need their permission because when i went to see the consultant um i went on my own because my wife was obviously looking after the baby and yeah. they call your wife you left an answer machine message to say cause she didn't pick up she didn't know who it was to say that um hi your husband's in here um if you if you're aware that he is wanting to have a, a vasectomy and if you've got any issues, please give me a call back. So they have to let them know because it is a joint decision. Um, but I did it. I did it about two weeks after my third was born just so I could have a weekend off because you can't do anything after you've had it done. Um, it doesn't really hurt that much. You're used to having local anaesthetic, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's just a stinging pain. But the key is not to overdo it when um, when you've had it. So don't be doing your, your deep squats or your squat yeah, thrusts right. or anything like that or your splits. Um, yeah. And he, make, make sure you heal well and don't overdo it. Otherwise, they will go black again and you'll... Um, in trouble. Yeah, there could be a bit of trouble. All right. So Joint that's decision my is an interesting thing, isn't it? Is it not my body, my choice? Ultimately, it is, but I think... If she said no, would they not have done it? Mm. Well, you could just give a fake number. I don't know. I think it's they're doing their due diligence, really. Because... Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And look, if you, if you can't, then... Uh, or you get declined. I don't think it's that difficult. I reckon I could do it. That's yeah, what that's I'm, what YouTube and Google's for, you know. You I've wanna, just joined a new vet actually near where I live. I've yeah, changed vets. They do it. He's like really nice old bloke. I'm thinking. I bet you. You know, like when you need to change a light switch or you need to do something in your house, um, whether it be a plug socket, you can Google. Yeah, and yeah, you find yeah, it on YouTube. Yeah. I, I, re I reckon there'd be some sort of demonstration on how to do your own. Yeah, vasectomy. And I've got all the knives. I've, to do it yeah, you've got the well knives done. to do it 
Yeah, about those knives, yeah. Mm. yeah Please, people, okay. don't do it. Um, get it done well, professionally. And if you do, but if you do, let us know. I'll just kick her in the balls, mate, really hard. I'll probably do the job. Yeah, I mean, oh, God. So, it's, yeah, anyway, good, it's good stuff. It's good stuff yeah. we're talking about. Yeah, um, yeah. Lovely to have a little baby knock, no, knocking around the place, lying very still, making very little noise. Okay. Um, baby chat done. Baby chat done. Well done, mate. That's mm. the last time we're doing it, okay? Yeah, yeah. Promise. Well, we, we have to get it out. It's big news, isn't it? You know, it's your fourth girl. Quitsies, no races. Yep. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh, went, to, went to Villamora uh, during the summer. On oh, a yeah. charity golf trip with Cardiff saw that. Rugby. Yeah, very, very good fun. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Nice and quiet? It was unbelievably heavy. and Really? Yeah, as it's going to be. You know, there was fines for boys being sick on the bus. There was fines for wetting the bed. Right, and drinking. <laughs> yeah. The, the Sunday travelling back, though, mate. Oh, my days. It was just a blur. Honestly, it was... Got to... Um, far away airport and it was absolutely heaving oh god yeah and it was boiling hot and because of Brexit now the queues to get through were just a nightmare and everyone's just you know slowly walking through getting getting the bags on uh, the belt and then getting through immigration and then just nowhere to sit because the airport was just chocker and I needed a number two and I'd I had to queue up for the toilet and went in there and when when it then the middle door opened up and I looked in there and there was no toilet roll and I was like that oh my god so I just held it in I didn't have the guts to go on a plane oh god Bubs went on the plane he, and there was a massive queue then for the toilet yeah, but he, he has walked, no choice does he he walked out and he just had his head down <laughs> couldn't look at anyone in the face <laughs> couldn't look at anyone in the eye and thought oh I can't do that I can't do it <laughs> um, and it was just 
dipping out of consciousness the whole trip back. But you know, that's that's what you do, isn't it? If you want to have a good time, then I haven't done that for so long, mate. Yeah. Well, it's one of those that you sort of think, ah, I won't do that again. And then about a month later, you're thinking, ah, actually, it was quite good fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready for it. Yeah. Look forward to it again. It's like having a baby, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you forget how hard it is. <laughs> oh, um, mate, I, I feel for you. You've got you've got 11 more years of bloody It's not hard for me, mate. Sports day. I'm, I'm cooking and cleaning. Like, it's not. I'm cook. I'm cook- making meals and washing up. Like yeah, why well, you say that, mate? Me. But you're feeding ducks in the park while all your mates are in the oh, pub. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Oh, what I will say is, God bless the NHS. <laughs> God bless Robin. Hood. Honestly, they were absolutely unbelievable. Like I've had four, and the first one, I'll be completely honest, wasn't great, and it was rescued. Partly from my memory, it was rescued a bit by Ollie Woodburn's mum as it happens in the hospital, who was like an absolute queen. And she was like, right, she, from my memory, she came in. I tried to find her actually the last couple of days because she's still there, but she wasn't on duty. But to try and confirm this story, I've always told myself, but it's, she basically came in and said, right, get her out of here, get her in. And that was, and she was right. Um, but that, the first one was basically a bit of a balls up, but it worked out all right. And the others have been good, but the other night was they were just unbelievable, mate. Mm. They're just so good at their jobs. Oh yeah. my god! And the toast, there's no. But I never drink tea ever. I don't drink one cup of. Don't even drink one cup of tea a year. But in hospital, sweet tea with buttery white toast. Oh mate! Whenever I watch TV and someone's eating toast, I have to have toast. Yep. Or if I come downstairs, or if I go into the kitchen and someone's had toast, because you can smell it. Ah. Like, oh. Yep. Bread, bread is my weakness. That and yep. a sausage and egg McMuffin, which I had this morning. Yeah. Oh, mate, on the I love them. On the way back, because we left Devon early in the morning to get back to Bath with a baby on the way, we stopped on the uh, A38 North for a drive through Mackie D's. Oh, what'd you have? full of us, mate. What'd you have? I, there's, there's a mega McMuffin or something like that, or the double, double sausage and egg McMuffin or yeah. something. Yeah. I had that with a hash brown. Never have hash browns. Went for it. Yeah, bloody went go for, for the it. meal, mate. And I had a flat white. I bloody went mad. It's exactly what I had. Um, Sometimes when I have them, I try to be healthy and not eat the bread. And so I just eat the sausage, bat- patty, I eat the egg. Come on. And then I'm still hungry, so I eat the bread. Yep. Just I just eat it in layers. Yep. Phases. Yeah. Courses. Yeah. Um, Right, look, you've got to take your... This is our first pod back. We're pleased to be back, everyone, but Shanks has got to take his daughter to... So where are you taking her? There's an open Welsh Rugby Union training session at the Principality Stadium. So so she's going to get to go and watch Jack Morgan and Aaron Wainwright live. Yeah, yeah. That's cool, mate. She how knows, good were they? She doesn't know any names. Um, yeah, they're absolutely amazing. So good, mate. That So good. That is a massive game for Wales. I know it's it's yeah. only a warm-up game, so... You know, it doesn't really matter too much about results. It's more about, I think, trying to find combinations more so and trying to narrow down your squad. But in terms of confidence for the Welsh team, off the back of the Six Nations, off the back of the Autumn campaign, the the previous Six Nations, I think that is huge because there were so many new caps, so many new combinations. But they're... The game was full of, of big occasions for Wales because you had Lee Halfpenny on 100 caps, like massive achievement, and he should have probably yeah. got it three or four months ago. 
but his back kept spasming him up. Um, mm. If that's a word, spasm him. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, Max Llewellyn, um, first start at 12. Kieran Azarati, Domachowski. Um, Jack Morgan being captain. And then he had like Henry Thomas on a new cap, uh, Tame Blumtree, and played for Wales before. So there was a lot of big occasions in that squad. But mate, they look fit. And I know England weren't great. The handling errors were astounding, I thought, for England. Mm. Like, I've not seen a team make so many handling errors, like an international team, a top international team, a tier one international team like that before. It was just like nothing could go right. But I don't think it matters too much because it's the first game. And this is the first game a lot of boys would have played in a long time. So you can't look too much into it. The the team next week, I think for England, will change massively, as it will for Wales. But it's not it's not all doom and gloom like a lot of people. Like you read in reports and a lot of the press has come out about it. It's not all doom and gloom. And we'll we'll talk about the England squad in a bit, Flats, because I know it has just been announced. But just before we touch on that, I think I like Sam Costello at ten, and he he's had a brilliant season for Scarlets even though they haven't performed that well him personally I think he's had a very good season it sort of kicked in a lot after January when the Scarlets started winning because the first half of the season was was pretty poor for them but he deserved a shot at 10 and I thought he went well he made a couple of mistakes and he's still sort of learning international rugby that's um, right. It's fine. I don't, you don't mind that at all because that's the only way you Finn learn. Russell still does that yeah I yeah. know and that's the only way you learn I thought George North at 13 not many people he hasn't been spoken about a lot um, about the weekend because obviously Jack Morgan and Aaron Wainwright sort of took the headlines and Lee Halfpenny. But defensively, he made a couple of really good reads, a, re- a couple of really good covering tackles. He scored a try. Probably could have scored a second try if Jack Morgan had given that ball early. But he just went about his business pretty well without making many mistakes and a couple of big key moments for, for him as well. Um, Gareth Davis thought was good at nine. I like Corey Domachowski. I thought he performed pretty well um, on did, the yeah. on the loose head. Yeah. Uh, Will Rowlands is a big plus to have back. We missed him. Agreed. Um, Makes yeah, a big difference. He does make a big difference. But look, Jack Morgan, he was at the Scarlets, and the Scarlets let him go, and and probably rightly so because at the time they had James Davis and they had Josh McLeod, and he's too good a player to sort of sit on the bench, and you want to. You want to disperse the talent, I suppose, evenly and get game time in the Welsh region. So he went to the Ospreys and there was a lot of talk last season about him probably not being big enough to play. But mate, he worked so hard. And in the Six Nations this year, his his carrying was, was up there. And he's not physically the biggest bloke. When you look at him compared to other players, he's not huge. But he is compact and he's really thick set. But he's probably the best carrier Wales have got in that pack as well. And then you add to it that sort of defensive game he's got as well uh, mm. and his ability over the ball. He, it was a huge game for him. And because he was captain as well, that little bit of added pressure. Um, and he, he came through amazingly, as did Aaron Wainwright. I think that's probably the best game I've seen Aaron Wainwright play. Maybe That's definitely the best game I've seen him play. Maybe ever. Just yep. offered himself absolutely everywhere like he carried hard he set up the try for Gareth Davis by catching that kick and managing to get his arms free which is 
super tough in that situation. You've got two players on you. And the offload was just absolutely beautiful. So a really good performance. And Wales look fit. I know teams are all fit because they've just gone through a massive pre-season. But it's about getting your body right for the games as well. Mm. And, and maybe England might have been a bit heavy in the legs. As I said, not too bothered. You're probably not too bothered by that because it's the first game up. You've got two more games and you've also got the World Cup. So it's about getting ready for the middle of September when the World Cup starts. What did you make, mate, of of England? Tame Plumtree as well, at um, yeah, new cap as well. You have to feel, I think, a little bit for some of the boys who are in the back row and haven't been picked and Tame Plumtree comes straight in. You do. Naturally, you do because there's a lot of yeah, but- Welsh boys that that weren't selected. But they've obviously seen something in Plumtree that the others don't. He looks big. And if one thing we don't have is is big size in Wales. We don't. We're not naturally a big team. So It's not his fault he's been picked. No, it's not his <laughs> fault know. at all. But yeah, I, on, on I the same breath, mate, you yeah. still have to feel a little bit sorry for, I don't know, your, your Thomas Youngs, these types of players yeah. that perform well through the season. I, I look at, I, I keep wondering, for a while I wondered anyway, why is Thomas Youngs not getting picked? And then I look at Jack Morgan and think, Actually, you can't not pick him. I thought he was. I thought he was fantastic at the weekend. And Wainwright got Tommy Raffel as well, who wasn't selected. Tommy Raffel as well. I almost look like Jack Morgan is almost those guys with a little bit more. He's Thomas Oof. Young with almost a little bit more punch, yep. almost. And he's Tommy Raffel with perhaps not quite the presence over the ball, but more presence on the ball, um, and perhaps a bigger hitter. Like his hit on Pearson was just like, oh, it's beautiful, mate. I mean that shot. Mm. head on on his opposite number was just an absolute beauty and I thought yeah most of the things I'd want to talk about you've covered I thought Wainwright best game I've seen him play I thought he was a real handful the biggest compliment you could pay him is that if Toby Falatow's fully fit next week and it's a straight shoot out for number eight at Twickenham there's no way Aaron Wainwright would be left out of that team if that's you know it, it won't be that way but he's absolutely he was fantastic and I thought you know the the try where the crossfield kick which is really clever by uh, Costello picked out and yep. picked out Danny Care, mm. um, but that Wainwright takes it and bashes Danny Care. It's just great awareness, great power. Bashes him to dominate the contact as he takes the ball, and I, the the contribution of Jack Morgan. You think, well, he probably should have given it to George North, but he was running so hard and so fast mm. that he got away with it. And there was lots about that try that I thought looked really good. He was decisive, him. which was the key for that. Yeah, like he, he went for it. He, yeah, he went yeah. for it. He wasn't in two minds. He, he thought, right, no, I'm not giving it to George. He steps inside and he's good awareness of of support run as well. Um, Thomas Williams came off the bench as well and made a big difference, I thought. Yeah. Really yeah, skillful. Yeah. Another one that's, he's a bit like Danny Kerr in a way. Like he gets his hands free. He's very good at sniping, but he's got all the offloads that you want. You know, out Hard the player back. to play against, yeah. I always think. Great vision. I'll tell you who I thought was really good, just quietly, was Henry Thomas off the bench. Mm. Eng- Ex-England prop. Um, just quietly, for me, he's your first choice tight head. Yeah. He's straight in his okay. first choice. Whether he will be or not, um, I liked Azarati. I, I, li- I, I liked that. I liked what they did. Domachowski on the loose said I thought it had a good game. Nice hands at one point as well at the tackle. But I, for me, Henry Thomas... Mate, he's big and heavy. He's operated in France, done really well in France in an aggressive scrummaging league. I genuinely put him straight in as first choice. And mm. people might disagree with all of that stuff, but do you know what? Fine. And the rules are what they are. So, 
do what you want with them. Um, but I, in terms of England, I, again, it, it the the main thing I'd say is it's it's not that important because that's not their first team. I'm not making excuses. I Agreed. No, I poor. agree with you. I agree um, with you. But it's difficult. I would say it's quite difficult to say exactly what England are trying to do because there was a bit of box kicking going on. Some quite a lot of them were few of them were too long and all that. But it wasn't like it was only box kicks. There was there was some ambition to play, but the skill level wasn't there. The cohesion no. wasn't there. Um, I think that it's always sad in a sense, and it is sad because it's these are the dreams being deleted, but you've got guys who clearly were in contention and played themselves off the plane, you know, like Tom Pearson, who has, yeah. for me, been, well, him or Ben Earl, coincidentally, will be the best players in the Premiership the last couple of years. Tom Pearson has been absolutely mega, and he just got outshone by Jack Morgan. Um, the Welsh boys looked in better. They looked better in the last 20 than England did. Pearson got outshone. Urgency was better, wasn't it? I thought. It was, yeah. And Warren Gatland just, he said something, just the last line of an interview he did, whereas he, he said, I thought we looked fit. I thought they looked a bit tired in the last 20. I thought that is a proper dig. It's good stuff, that's a proper little dig at Borthwick and Added Walters doing the S&C. I like those mind games ahead of Twickenham. But <clears throat> I would, I would, quite difficult to see what England are quite trying to do. Mm. Um, Marcus Smith, I don't think I think don't think he had a bad game, but it's almost like he can do fly half things. He can do all of those things, and I think he did some really good things, and he did sensible things a lot. And he certainly didn't have a bad game, but you've got this sort of potential genius. It's almost like, do you just put him in and let him watch forwards truck it up for an hour? It's almost like it. it there's a there's a there's a brand of rugby that really suits him, and England don't play it. So you do feel like, yes, he's going to the World Cup, but the the obvious instinct is have him on the bench because he brings something different. But it wouldn't surprise me if when the big games come, he's not on the bench and, and unless it's Ford, Farrell, 10-12, which it might well be. Um, Three fly halves in the squad though, Flats. That's, that's quite a lot. It is considering, well, they might not have had three if they were taking Henry Slade. Mm. We'll get to that but because um, he can play a bit of 10. But I yeah, you've got guys like Thok, Joe Thok and a singer who... You know, he's a difficult one because he's got it all because he's massive. Like, And there's big blokes, mate. Like George North is a big old bloke, right, for his position. But when you walk past Big Joe pitch side, his arse, legs, calves, like he is enormous to be playing on the wing. He's enormous. Yeah. And he is rapid, like he's properly wing quick. And his skill level is unbelievable. It's not that he never does anything impactful. He, do, he can have a massive impact on things and do and may have amazing moments. But actually, what you're looking for for somebody with those genetics and in that condition is to really, really influence games. And you look at, it's an unfair comparison, but you look at Will Jordan and how much he influences a match. You look at Damian Peno, who is, he's a big, strong bloke, but he ain't as big and strong as Thok on a singer. I bet you he's not as quick either, but there's not a lot in it. But the impact he has on games regularly, Thokken a singer for all of his genetic gifts. I don't want to be too harsh because we're quite a chilled pod. He just, for me, does not regularly have impact, those impacts on games. And there are defensive errors that are there. Like, I think it was Lewis Free Summit that went through and effectively tripped himself up. Mm. But when you look back at it, there's a defensive error that could and should have led to a try. And these things happen. But then when you've got really safe pairs of hands, like here's an example for you, Tommy. You look at the genetics of Joe Thock and a singer versus Jack Noel. Mm. And I think Thock and a singer probably wins, unless it's a shuttle race because he's so big. He probably wins in almost every department. But he just, 
Jack Knoll has had, over the course of his career, has had such a bigger impact on rugby matches on a regular basis. Yeah, but that's because that when, when they're young, you know, Thokken Singer would have been huge. There's no doubt about yes. that. And he would just would have dominated contact. So he didn't need to work on yep. certain parts of his game. While Jack Knoll, Knoll would have been, yep. would have had to adapt because he's not going to be able to run through people. So he has to be busy and he has to pop up and yep. he has to be able to read the games differently and find out different ways to to attack and to break tackles and to score tries. So it's fastest kid in school stuff, isn't it? It's yep. like you didn't you don't have to be good if you're the quickest. And thing is you get to the pro leagues and everyone's a big prick and everyone's yep. quick. And you know, you you're playing against Caden Murley, for example, in the league and he's, you know, ten or twelve kilos lighter than you are, but he'll bash you into next week if you run anywhere near him. And you it's it is a bit of that, and I think they've tried and tried to give him opportunities to realise his genetic potential, but it's not; it hasn't been realised, and some people will hate that, but it is what I think. And to that point, Henry Slade is... We'll go, move on to the squad, shall we? Because I know you've got to go to training, but the, the England squad is is really interesting, and sort of one of the big calls is Henry Slade being left out, but I it, it suggests, more and more suggests that they're going to play 10-12, Farrell at 12, potentially. Yeah. And what do you think? I think, well, I think they'll play Farrell at 10 to start with. Right, um, yeah. But there's an option for him to go to 12, you know, as the game breaks up or or for some of the other games in the pool. I think Joe Marchant played himself into the squad. Yeah, he was brilliant. At the weekend, I think. Brilliant player. He was one of the more positive um, performances to come out the weekend. He can also play wing as well. And being versatile massively helps in these types of squads because that's what you need. You need durable, versatile players that can play in different positions because you're going to get injuries and you're going to get people that aren't available for selection one week, you know, soft tissue injury. So um, for him to be cover wing and 13, I think, is is huge. Um, quite like the, the look of the backs England have picked. Elliot Daly, versatile, 15-13. I'm going to ask you something on the back three, right? You've got Freddie Stewart nailed on. He dropped. He, dropped, he made a couple of errors at the weekend, but really the, the most significant thing that happened in the game was Wales at a half-time obviously had a chat about stop kicking the ball to Freddie Stewart and it really worked for them because you, if you're going to kick the ball down his throat, you're going to get very Yeah, they try to go to Max Malins. They try to kick more Max Malins after. But here's the thing. So they've got in there, you've got Elliot Daly who's... <laughs> played a lot of wing a lot of 13 a lot of fullback Max Malins plays on the wing but he's mm. literally leaving the best club in England to go and play for Bristol who are in the bottom half of the league so he can play fullback Henry Arundel's hardly played although we love him um, and Anthony Watson has played loads on the wing for everyone but has openly said we said before that he prefers fullback now in terms of out and out winger is there a potential issue there? Like I look at Joe Marchant and I think he might not be as quick as Arundel, but in the air, he's he's almost as good as Freddie Stewart. Like he's that athletic, so he he'll, he could do well on the wing. Except he's not super wing pace, although he is quick, of course. But he's not as quick as the quickest wingers in the world. But in terms of they've got quite a few sort of utility back three players there. Is that an issue for you? No, not at all. I right. think well. Thank you. <laughs> Max Malin's had a brilliant season for Saracens and played nearly all of that on the wing. Nearly everything. Elliot Daly. He just, he just wakes up scoring that yeah. boat, doesn't he? Elliot Daly yeah. can play on the wing. Easy. He's yeah. that good. He's that yeah, good a rugby quick. player. Yeah. Um, Anthony Watson, the same, 15-11. Like gone are the days where you sort of get uh, pigeonholed as a, as a winger because 
the right, game has okay. moved on that so much now. So yeah, you're essentially three fullbacks now. So you've got to yep. be able to to adapt. You, you can't just have really wingers that just finish off tries anymore. So you have to have a bigger skill set than that. You have to be able to read games. You have to be able to catch very well in the air, defensively and in attack. You have to be able to kick as well. So I look at that, I don't think that's an issue at all. I think the, the biggest thing for me would be pace. And all the guys this, what that I'd we say mentioned on that, are, it's a bit like, are pacey. Go on. They're all pacey. Yeah, they are. And and you had like a Jonah Lomu, the, the greatest, you know, you had him. Now he was, call him a one-trick pony is an incredibly rude thing to say, but what he was about was get the ball in his hands. So he wasn't known as the brightest defender. He wasn't known as being good under the high ball. He wasn't known as being the best at backtracking or positionally in a sort of a pendulum backfield. That's not what he was there for. But actually... For, to have someone who just has one super strength, which which is so strong that it doesn't really matter what the rest of his game's like, um, they need to be exceptional at that one thing. And that's like going back to the Thok and a Singer thing. He's got the kit to be exceptional with that, but it doesn't seem to come off often enough in games. And there aren't there isn't enough massive involvements and crushing ball carries and amazing tries to warrant the other parts of the game yep. not being as rounded as Watson's, as Daly, as Malin's. But then you've got Henry Arundel, who is really inexperienced, but just has X-factor pace. That's he just He is just so frigging quick and powerful. He was doing like, I mean, not that it means anything, but they had a video of him last week, you know, box squatting 230 kilos for a load of reps. And he's a kid who plays on the wing, you know, that's a lot of weight. You need X-factor players in your team. I mean, look at South Africa, a classic example of that, because... They don't overly play rugby, but then they've got a couple of X-Factor players like a, a Cheslin Kobe or an Am or, I don't know, a Vili LaRue that can just light up the team and, and just create something out of out of absolutely nothing. You look at the, the try that Kobe scored against England, just steps yeah. inside, doesn't it? Like, it's like four players he beats to score in the last World Cup. So you need players like that. And I think Arundel is one of those players... He might not start. We might have to sort of see how he goes and see how his form is because he is young, he is inexperienced, but you only have to look at his highlights reel to realise what the kid can do with a bit of space. It's a bit yeah, like um, Lewis Rizamit, you know, but Lewis yeah. Rizamit now has a bit more experience, probably, feel, probably feels actually really comfortable now playing on the wing, um, whilst yeah. someone like Arundel, you'd imagine, would take a bit of time to find your feet at this level. Um, the pack centres bo both the big men Manu and Ollie Lawrence mm. Joe Marchant we like we've done that the tens we know about the nines uh, we know about I still I look at that and think you've got Danny Care to bring a bit more threat around the breakdown but your Van Portfleet and Youngs are probably there to stick to a version of a Leicester Tigers type plan and Borthwick knows they will do that which is I expect what he likes about them the big, big calls in the pack yeah. so Tom Pearson you know, whether he played himself out or not, um, don't know, but he's he's not in. Um, one, I call it a surprise. It's difficult to call it a surprise because Tom Willis didn't come from nowhere, but it's not like he's got loads of caps going in. But Jack Willis's brother, Tom, I just think he's an outstanding ball carrier. So I, I wouldn't have been surprised to see him named over Dombrandt, actually, who's also mm. not in, just because Dombrandt is an, an exceptional rugby player, but he hasn't quite bullied people at test level which is what they really want and when you look at the history of world cup winning teams teams that go deep they often have a big bully at eight and i say a bully in the sporting sense a big alpha dom physically dominant eight and that helps um it can often help you know vermeulen's got 
you know, Toby Falatau's not a giant guy, but physically very, very difficult to deal with over the course of 80 minutes and repeatedly effective in in the tight and in the wider channels, just repeatedly effective. And Dombrant just didn't quite hit his straps in time. I, I feel like he will get a lot more England caps potentially, but he, he's he been left out, I assume, for that reason. Um, but v- Vunapola, who hasn't played for a bit, back in. And he's back in because there's a lot of pedigree there and he's massive. Yeah. And he carries the ball hard and he's massive and he's got a lot of his lot of experience and he's massive it's Lewis Ludlam you, you can't leave out I, you cannot leave him out he's just a machine he's an animal I love him of course big courts Jack Willis is a stunning player I was kind of worried in inverted commas for Ben Earl because I thought mm. this is going to be surely if he's if he's not going this is going to be surely the best English player not to be picked for a World Cup since Austin Healy in 03 like this is he's so good so dominant at premiership and European level that I thought I will be open mouthed if he doesn't go, but he's going. Um, in in the row, uh, Ollie Chesham is rated so highly that even though he's injured, he's picked. He's not far off. Um, I'd like to see a bit more from George Martin. Actually, I thought he's quietly really impressive for Leicester this season. But you kind of want him to. He's a big, hard-working bastard, but you kind of want him to start knocking people around a bit. And to that end, I'm really pleased to see David Ribbons picked because. Um, off to too long when he gets back, of course. But he dropped a couple of balls on the carry. But don't worry about that. No, he not is, at all. He is big and aggressive and powerful, and he wants to steam into you and hurt you. And that legally, of course. And that England need a bit of venom because Itoji is when on form. Is we know all about him. He's on his days a world fifteen player. He's that effective. He's that busy. He's high energy. But what he's not, people mistake him for being a big power player. And he's not actually, of course he's powerful, but and he'll make some great tackles, but he's not a physical bully. He's just relentless and he's just got energy the whole time and he's intelligent and he's he doesn't seem to get tired and that's his, what he offers really. But Ribbons is a bit more down the Etzebeth route, whereas yeah. he wants to physically, he wants to smash you to bits and I like that. Mm. I like that in a, in a second row. Um, hookers are worry for England, being frank. Jamie George is the kiddie. Um, Theo Dan had a horrible time at line out, but he's going anyway. I think he's a brilliant player, Tommy. Mm. He's a class player, mate. Jack Walker's in. He'll be fit in time, they reckon. Uh, but Theo Dan is really good, boy. He's really, really good. Yeah. Um, props. Yeah, Mako not fit um, to go. So there you are. I, I, one, one thing that might happen, I think, is that Will Stewart might become England's first choice. Okay. Tight head over Carl Sinclair. We'll see when the big games come. Um, uh, Carl Sinclair, obviously a very, very accomplished operator. But Will Stewart, 130 kilos plus, um, which is helpful on the tight head. I mean, still struggled against South Africa. All of them did last autumn. That was brutal. But you're talking about the best England have got. Um, and Will Stewart, he's a 130 kilo tight heads just don't grow on trees in England. They just ain't that many of them who are really good. There's, there's no, they come fat... out the ground, mate. Yeah. A few, a few big fat boys are out of the way a bit, but in terms of like, he's actually mobile. He carries well, defends well. It wouldn't surprise me to see Will Stewart emerge as a, as a first choice tight head actually. And I'm just glad Joe Marler's there because yeah. basically mate, if you're in the shit, scrum time, you bring Joe on and you're going to be all right. Mason so Grady strong. did a good job of um, Sam Burgess. At the weekend. Hey. Mason Grady did a good job of being Sam Burgess at the weekend. Yeah. In the back row. He's a, he's a big old freak. Mate, he's, massive. As well. he's massive. He's massive. Yeah. He's the, he's the future. He is the future. He's garlic bread. 
hundred percent. Like whether <laughs> whether they play him in the centre, I think centre would be his best position. But he might. What do you think about Henry Slade not going? Um, before we go, well, if you're taking three fly halves, we don't need Henry Slade because he can't. He doesn't cover wing like Marchant. Um, a yeah. bit of a shock because he has been in that England squad for quite a while now. But um, they've obviously gone with three tens and more sort of versatility with Elliot Daly, with Marchant. Um, Tuolagi can play 13 as well. So uh, I think yeah. I think Marchant at the weekend probably just, just edged him as someone that was going to the World Cup. Just played himself into it. But I mean, they have announced it early after the first game, which... I don't know when you have to announce it, but would yeah, you? You want, boy? Would you wait for the second game to announce it? Then? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No? I, okay. I would do it how he's done it, and I would play my first team three games in a row now. Yeah. Well, it's two verging on it. But there's the there'll be there'll be the odd guy you the odd guy you might want to rest, but mm. I would be because there might be one or two guys like I tell you who I probably wouldn't give that much game time to is Jamie George. Yeah. Because he's proved he can come back from injury and just play eighty minutes. Because I know he's, I know he's a girthy-looking fella and he's not shredded like the rest of the lads. Don't want to be rude, but he is unbelievably fit and yeah. he can just play. He's got a mega engine. You could probably not play him till the World Cup, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he'd play eighty minutes in your first game against Argentina. He's, he's that good. He's, he's the best by that far. I think at the moment we're going to have, fit, we're going to have to pick up on Scotland next week. Um, Great result yeah, for them. We've gone over France, haven't we? Great result for them against France. I didn't really oh. see that coming because you just think France were just a level ahead, you know, previously to this campaign. There was Yeah. They, they didn't have their strongest team out. There's no doubt about that. But not a lot of teams do. You know, it's you're sort of you're picking differently every week, really. Yeah. Um and just the way Darcy Graham, on, mate. I know, oh, mate, he's amazing. What but a player. Hanging on with Z- with Xander Ferguson with a red card, you know, just yeah. They grinded out a win, which is good for them. But, but I tell you what, that well, disciplinary hearing that Xander Fagans has got this week, that makes a really big difference to their World Cup. Yeah. They lose him for one or two games at the start of the World Cup. South Africa's their first game, isn't it? If, yep. if they don't have him for that. I mean, WP Nell is strong as frig, but you need two. Yeah. Well, you need about five tighters against South Africa, to be honest, but two's all you're allowed. If... That is a, that is the first disciplinary hearing that I've actually found interesting for a long time. That's going to be a big one. And Darcy Graham was just fantastic. Yeah, and we'll go it. through a lot of the other big teams like New Zealand. Um, you know, no one's been speaking about them. They're back, mate. They're they are win. back. <laughs> and favourites. They're winning the World Cup, mate. South Africa, um, Ireland, comfortably Italy, 33-17. So we'll touch on those teams next week, but I have got to go now. You've kept me long enough. Wouldn't mind doing a Kean Healy special at one point. All right. After the World Cup, let's do a Key and Healy special. Top man. Because he'll have 300 caps by then. Yeah. And he's a big old beast and he loves Land Rovers and barbecues. He's just my kind of guy, mate. He's and, me. And squats. He's me and with weights. better genetics, more talent and probably a better attitude. All right. We'll try and get him on the podcast. He's the guy I should have been. All right. Let me go. All right. Bye. You've got to bye say everyone. goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.